Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Marika Steimack. I'm an author, life coach, and app creator. We're going to dig deeper into the 40 simple concepts I've come up with in my book, Keys to Financial Confidence, Unlock Your Best Life. Here, you are going to finally figure out what living your best life means for you and how to set up your financial situation to get there. You are here for a reason, you want change, and you want to learn how. Let's dig in. Welcome, everyone. In today's episode, we're diving into the world of reducing monthly expenses alongside Erica Avina, a passionate personal finance coach from Prosperity Planning. Erica is all about eliminating financial stress, and she's here to share some incredible tricks that will revolutionize the way you manage your expenses. Let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell us about what you do, who you are. Yes, of course. So my name's Erica Vina. I live in Orange, California. I started prosperity planning. Really, the idea began while I was on maternity leave with my second baby. And I enjoyed having the summers off and really just saying, how nice would it be to have a small business or a little side hustle per se of helping others with their finances? So I'm very passionate about creating budgets, but more importantly, helping others see where they have areas of opportunity in their own spending, really tackling debt. So walking people through a debt payoff strategy. And finally, with the goal of planning for retirement, it's not like one's a higher priority. They all kind of work hand in hand. And yeah, I just met with a couple this morning and it's just being aware of what your costs are today. But even as life events happen and planning for a child and future daycare costs, and there's just so much going on and with inflation so high and our food costs are up. What I have seen that works well for couples is just being able to have those conversations, especially early on in a marriage, being on the same page about spending, setting up financial goals so that, you know, when budgeting feels hard to do and things get tight, you at least see that, you know, you have a roadmap and you're on track. Oh, I love that. That's so valuable. That's so helpful. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today talking about chapter 13 called The Cable Company. And I'm hoping that you're going to be able to provide the audience with some ways to cut down some of those crazy expenses that end up happening monthly that all of us stumble upon. I know now more than ever, it's like, oh my God, everything is so expensive. What do you see as the most common obstacle when people are putting a budget together? I would say thinking about every line item. So you always factor in your fixed cost, like a mortgage or rent payment, your transportation, so car payments, insurance. Those are like your fixed. But to ask someone, what do you spend on food each month? I get that like weird stare of they don't know. And then I push them a little bit about, let's think, do you probably go grocery shopping? Do you go once a week? Do you go as needed? Are you doing meal planning? How often are you eating out? So you might have a line item for groceries. Then you have like you're eating out. And a lot of people don't realize their food cost could be a thousand. It could be two, three thousand dollars a month. So those variable expenses are hard to put a line item 
But what I always do is let's start with a range. And I like to track, you know, let's check in with your budget weekly at first. This is going to be a new activity for you to do. So it's really good to at least plan for everything. Give yourself some wiggle room. I also like to look at your social calendar. Do you have holidays, birthdays, or other things coming up that it may be an, you know, once a month type of expense, but it's out of the ordinary. So do we plan for that miscellaneous line item? Or what about creating an emergency fund? If you don't have any savings yet, that should be built into your budget initially until you can save your first $1,000 or save that three to six months of pay. So in case of emergency, when something does happen, you don't have to go and rely on a credit card. Okay. So people need to figure out their variable expenses. How do you propose that they do that? So I like to suggest using any type of mobile app for budgeting. There's Mint, Rocket Mortgage. There's so many out there. And again, having that check-in point. We may say, let's start with $1,000 a month. But if you're in week two and you've already spent 500, you really have to have those check-ins and saying, am I going to make it to the end of the month? Or do I need to have some crock pot meals where I can eat leftovers and ramen and quesadillas for that very last week? Or other things like, I know for us, utility costs have gone up. So electric and gas bills have just been unusual for the winter months. So things like that, it was just unexpected to have, instead of a 50 or $100 gas bill, they're coming out at 300, 500. So there will be times where you can't control a cost until you see that bill. But again, it's just pre-planning and knowing that you're gonna have ebbs and flows with your budget, different line items. I think that's key. Okay, let's dig into it because I know people are dying to hear. What can we do to lower our monthly expenses? So one thing that has worked well is calling some of the companies. I also like to encourage people to look at what do you pay through the 15th versus that 16th through the end of the month? When are you paid? If you have too many bills on the front end, you may feel like that living paycheck to paycheck. So if you can adjust when your due dates are, but now is a perfect time to call your auto insurance, your cable company. A lot of people don't pay for cable TV anymore and they have apps or subscriptions that they may have forgotten about and those things add up. So you can call them and ask to get requoted. If your mileage has changed, you can change your coverage. There's so many things you can do to negotiate. And even with credit cards, as interest rates go up, those variable rates, they're going up too. So if you have a large amount of credit card debt, it's something that you really want to look into and ask if there's any programs or if they would be willing to lower your rate. If you can pay any of those off in full, would they give you not so much a discount, but at least going forward, would your rate be different? I've seen people with credit card rates as high as 25 and 30% right now. What do you think prevents people from negotiating their monthly expenses? Well, one, it's the time involved. I would say if you could list out the bills where you think you might have a chance of reducing that expense, start there and maybe plan on calling one per week. You know, you don't have a lot of extra time these days. So I wouldn't recommend calling five companies in one sitting. You also will get frustrated of, being put on hold or your call transferred multiple times. Just recently, I noticed our car insurance went up. 
that we actually took a car off. It didn't make sense. I'm like, what happened with the billing here? And through that conversation, I was able to find out that if I changed my homeowner's insurance policy, I would save $300 on that policy. So once I went through all of that and took the time to get a new quote on the house, it actually offset the increase of our auto insurance. So it does take time. I won't say this is an easy, you're going to get all of your questions and answers pretty quickly. But if you look in the long run, if you can save some money and it could be 50 or $100 just on each bill, it will add up. Yeah. What about the people that are working? Do you know what I mean? Because most of the time you have to call these companies within working hours. And let's say sure. it's a family that both people are working nine to five and they just can't schedule it. And then their kids or something, they have Saturday activities, but they really want to tackle this. How can they go about doing it? Yeah, I would still try to leverage your breaks at work or even lunch, especially if you know you're going to be on hold music for most of the time anyways. I'd make your dial in right away, put them on speaker, mute the phone call. You can still multitask and do some other things. And then once they answer, just be ready to have those conversations. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people do end up doing. And then if they don't get through, I've heard a lot of stories where they just hang up in frustration and they don't want to do it ever again because it's just so annoying. <laughs> yes. And would just again have that goal in mind of at the end of the day, I'm calling these five companies to save anywhere from 50 or $100. So even though it's going to take me some time and I might get frustrated at the end of the day, if I can save some money, what will that do for my overall financial picture? Like, where can you put that additional money? Maybe you want to go and put it in your fund account or your emergency account. So yeah, maybe thinking about like, why do you need to negotiate these bills? Exactly. And that's where I have found most of my clients have the most success when they write out their financial goals. Because again, adjusting to budgeting is never fun. It's a mindset shift. And unless you have a financial goal that you're working toward, Nobody wants to start budgeting. It becomes a headache. It's time consuming. Do you save receipts? Are you doing the cash envelope method? Are you doing the pay yourself first? There's so many different ways of doing it. But if you just incorporate it into your lifestyle and then have your financial goals set up, that's where it becomes exciting to meet your goals. It kind of gives you that motivation to stick with it because it will pay off. You will see results. Well said. Okay. So we get on the phone. What do we say? We get through, here we are with the credit card company or your insurance company. How do you start things off? What do you say? Yeah. I would just say, hey, I've been a valued customer for X number of years. And I noticed that my rate keeps going up. And as much as I'd like to pay down my credit card debt, it just isn't feasible anymore. Is there anything you can do to lower my rate today? I'm really working hard on paying off this debt. I like to always start with however long you've been a customer. If you don't know, round up the years and they see when you actually started on their end anyways. But I would just say, hey, I've been with you guys for many years and I just can't afford this fee anymore. I had a starter plan at $80 and now you increase it to $150. I'm really going to start looking into one of your competitors. As soon as you say you're thinking about leaving or I may just get 
an app to watch our TV. I can pay $50 if I go this route and it's just 150 isn't affordable for us anymore. Is there anything you can do to lower my bill? And you just have to be direct and ask for it. Usually the first person may not be the decision maker. There may already be a retention rate on your profile. So they may say, oh yeah, because you called in today, we can bring you back down to $60 or $80. But don't stop even with that first person. I would encourage you to ask for a supervisor or continue to say, I think I'm going to close my account today. And the different strategies, whether you escalate to a supervisor or really continue to go on with closing my account, at some point, they have to offer you a lower rate. And again, it just depends on what tactic works for each company. I know for us with our cell phone bill, we both work from home, so we don't need a big data plan for outside of the home. But every time I call, they're always offering me unlimited But if I switch to unlimited, it increases our bill. So no matter how much I just tell them, no, thank you, I don't need that service because we're on Wi-Fi when we're at home, we already pay like the lowest amount by having a really small data plan. So it works with pretty much any vendor that you have or any company that, you know, you have a service with. It just depends on what would make you happy in reducing the bill? Is it $10 off or are you really looking to get like $50 off? Like know in your mind before you enter the call, know what you want, what you're looking for. I think that's so important. And again, if you have your items written out, start your budget. If these are part of your fixed costs and some of these, you'll realize these are wants and these are needs. What items can I cut out of my budget? Because Maybe I work two jobs right now and I'm not home all day or even all night to watch these extra cable TV channels. So I might cancel it for a while. And then if I choose to sign up for a TV app program in the future, then I'll go that route. But really just looking at those line items and seeing, okay, if I need to hunker down on my budget, what's the minimum things I really need? And then where are some of the luxury or want items, and is this affordable? What if they can't offer you anything monetary? Like, let's say they're just like, look, we just can't. We can't even give you $20 off. You have the lowest rate we can possibly offer you. What do you do then? I think it's still a decision for you to make in terms of your budget. If you have the time and flexibility and you're watching a lot of TV or obviously all of our cell phones come with data plans, you don't want to run out of data on your cell phone. There may be some that you have to just be okay with. That's the going rate for those line items. But then where else can you cut back? I would, again, have that whole budget started or written out and tracking where you're spending to see, is there the trade-offs? If I don't eat out as often, will that offset where I'm okay paying this fee for this cable TV or this type of auto insurance? I think you may have some, like even the credit card companies. I mean, maybe the bigger companies are easy to negotiate with and the smaller ones may have no wiggle room and vice versa. It could work either way. Sometimes credit Credit unions are easier to work with over the large banks. So I would try with all of them first and then see as you make progress to see which ones will negotiate with me, which ones not so much. And am I okay to continue doing business with them? 
that may be your opportunity to look for a new company, a new service provider. I like how Ramit Sethi says in his book, I will teach you to be rich. Like there was one part when you can't lower anything, you can't get any lower. You can ask, well, what else can you throw in? What else can you give me? And sometimes it's so funny. You'd be shocked what some providers can give you. Sure. Yeah. And and just remembering that you're the customer. They should have some customer service skills and they should want to retain you as a customer. So again, don't feel afraid to ask. Get ready to put your negotiation cap on. And if you still aren't satisfied with the end result, at the end of the day, you can decide whether or not you want to continue doing business with them. And it's really important to be kind when you're asking and not go in there like angry with your bullhorns on, just kind of wanting to like, it's my way or no way. It's just like you have a relationship with this company, so you kind of want to keep things nice. Yes, of course. And I find that they probably deal with enough upset customers during their day. So if they get a nice person, I mean, they may want to help you too. So take advantage of having that small talk with them. And where am I calling you from? How's the weather over there? And while they're doing research on your account. Okay. So those are your bills. Those are like calling and negotiating, calling the cable company. What are some other little tips and tricks that you know that we can do to lower our monthly expenses? Knowing what your needs and wants are, that's the starting point of building out your budget. You know, there's obviously your food, housing are essentials. But for me, getting a pedicure, like some people would say that's a want. And I'm sorry, I'm running around following two kids. So for me, it's a high priority need even just getting out of the house for some mom time and for my own sanity. We work from home. We have two toddlers or a toddler and a baby. So I think for everyone, it's figuring out what the difference is between needs and wants and then knowing your financial goals. We also get a lot of hand-me-down clothes. There's nothing wrong with sharing clothes with other families or my nieces are also two girls. So that's been a huge blessing for us just buying all that stuff and they grow out of it so quickly. That's been a huge advantage. And I'd say also a lot of people are constantly in that mindset of keeping up with the Joneses. You have to have a new car. You need to get, but that's what society is telling you. So If your older car with no car payments still works, you may not really need that new car. So again, everyone will have different wants and needs, but figuring out what is most important to you will help you determining where can I cut back? How can I save some money? And what's my game plan so that I can reach my financial goals? So you mentioned, just talking about lowering monthly expenses, you mentioned A lot of people don't understand their variable expenses and food is a big one. And so do you have any ideas how people can cut back on their monthly food expenses or their dining out expenses? Because it is a big one. I know for me personally, it is, especially throughout COVID. I was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. So with food expenses, I would say trying to meal plan. Again, it does take some time, but if you sit down on Sundays and look at your calendar and say, what do we have going on this week? Again, working from home, we're talking, we need something for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So 
keeping a kitchen clean is challenging for us. But if you can also start by looking what you have in your pantry and your freezer, those should be your go-to items. Do I have chicken, shrimp, or steak in the freezer? And I have pasta and some sauce. You have those things as your starting point and then create your grocery list of the additional things you need. We try to do that on a weekly basis and then make a Costco run once a month to buy certain items in bulk. That definitely helps. And then anytime we can make a, a crock pot item or a chili, something where it's a larger portion that will cover two or three meals, be open to eating leftovers. And my final comment would be try a no spending day. So it's looking again at that social calendar. If you have a lot of plans on the weekends and everything is going to involve going out somewhere or you are going to have to spend money, then maybe move that no spend day to during the week. And again, try to utilize the things you already have in your home. Leftovers are a good one. But again, looking at your budget, knowing when you get paid, when you can move some of those bills around and encourage yourself to plan out those no spend days, you'll find that as a win. I was able to make it through the day and I didn't go on a Starbucks run. I made my coffee at home and I was able to eat leftovers for lunch and then we made dinner at home. Just those little behavior changes. That's where I have seen people feel that budgeting can work for you. And now you're in charge of your money. You're being able to tell your money where you want it to go. Instead of feeling overwhelmed by, oh, budgeting takes so much time, or I wouldn't even know how to track these expenses. Oh, that's awesome. That's great advice. That's what we need to be doing. Meal planning is so good. And it's just going to save you so much money. I love that you spoke about a no-spend day. It's so funny how challenging that can actually be and how you have to prepare yourself to not spend for that one day. I'd love for so many people, anybody listening to this, to just give it a try. I talk about that in my book as well. There's a chapter about not spending a cent today. And it's a challenge. Try it. It is. Yes. And I again, I think if you look at your budget, know when things are due. You know your due dates for a majority of your bills. And then you have your social calendar part of it. So you may only have a couple of days left in the month that could be those no spend days. But when you look at what you can accomplish by achieving a no-spend day. And maybe you just start by having one a month. But if you could do one a week, you know, you will see a difference in your budget and your overall spending. Totally. Okay, so this is kind of off the topic, but it could help too to monthly expenses. Because when people create a budget, and you're the expert, they're creating a budget and they are basically noticing that the chunk of their expenses come out between like the first and the 15th of the month, right? But yet they get paid biweekly, let's say, or they have an irregular paycheck. And then all of a sudden between the first and the 15th of the month, they're like, oh my God, all my money is gone. What do you recommend for people? This is sort of like on the topic of budgets, but you're the expert to be able to kind of give a solution. What can people do in that type of situation? Yeah, I think, again, when you start budgeting, you list everything out and know when those due dates are. If you have a column that shows your due dates, you will see that you are top heavy for that first paycheck. And it will feel like paycheck to paycheck the first two weeks. 
So a couple things, you can either call those companies and ask for your due date, your statement date to be moved to a later time in the month. Most companies will honor that, will move it for you. If you find that's not enough, you may have to use the pay of that second paycheck and save it. So again, just because you have money in the bank does not mean you can go and spend it. You need to save that as a reserve to then cover the beginning of the next month. So again, a couple things that are a mindset shift is being able to know when your bills are due and either spread them out a little more evenly throughout the month and when you're paid or begin to put some money in savings to pre-plan for the following month. Yeah. And that's hard because it's a lot of money that you have to save to have that cushion for those bills. But do you agree that if you do it just once, you're caught up? For everyone, it's going to be a very different situation. If their bills, again, if what's due between the 1st and the 15th is a whole month of pay, that's going to be a challenge. So I would start with looking at each line item, calling the companies and trying to move some of your payment due dates. If you can't get the companies to work with you, again, you're going to have to be a good saver in the sense of just because your pay comes in at that second half of the month, you can't go spending it. You have to either set up automatic contributions to a savings, just like when your paycheck hits your checking account. Most companies offer direct deposits where you can say you can have multiple direct deposits. So immediately put it into a savings account so that you don't see it or feel it in your checking account. So it's almost like putting the money aside so you can't touch it. And then that first of the month, you're going to have a little bit of a deficit, but hopefully your savings account is built up and can cover those bills as well. Yeah, that's a great recommendation to call and see if you could move some of your expenses. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was great. We got some great tips on how to talk to the cable company, how to lower our monthly expenses. Where can people find you? Yeah, so I have an Instagram account at prosperity.planning. I currently offer financial coaching, so I have tons of free worksheets, how to create a budget a debt payoff strategy using the snowball method, compare it to the avalanche method. I also provide coaching services. So I have packages ranging from four to six months. And overall, it's more of an accountability partner. So I give away all of the tools. I do a lot of free teaching and content on Instagram. But if there's anyone that really needs that assistance, someone to hold them accountable, you really want to to start reaching those financial goals, then working with a finance coach is definitely a great investment to help you reach them. That's great. We'll be able to put your contact details in the show notes below. Thank you so much, Erica. It was so great to have you on the show today. We had such great insights from you. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. and look forward to finishing reading your book as well. Okay, we hope you found this episode informative and empowering on reducing monthly expenses and mastering the art of negotiation. Implementing these strategies can truly make a positive impact on your financial journey. Tune into our next episode where we'll be diving into the power of having an emergency fund. We'll explore why it's crucial to have a financial safety net 
and provide you with practical tips on how to build and maintain one. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and pass it on to anyone you think might need a listen. My goal is to empower you to feel financially confident so that you and those around you can live your best lives. Now go out there and find a way to lower some monthly expenses today.